Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Digital Coast. I'm your host, Ben Kamara, and each week I meet up with some of the fitness industry's pioneers and thought leaders on how we can stay ahead of the trend, but also start to embrace a digital new fitness world. Today I'm joined by none other than Anna Woods. She's the owner and founder of She Strength, which specializes with online programming, online training for women around strength training and doing it the right way. She's a veteran in the space of online training, so I'm delighted that she's got the time to, to join me today. We're gonna to dive straight in, so I hope you enjoy this episode. So hey guys, welcome back to Digital Coach. So today I'm joined by Anna Woods. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good, good, thanks for joining me. Um, what time is it there? It's 11.30 a.m. here. Uh, Central Standard Time. So whereabouts are you again, Soriana? So I live in Kansas, right okay. smack in the middle of the U.S. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, so um, I guess, you know, some of the questions that we've had come up recently are, you know, where do I get started? Um, and, you know, I've seen some of your stuff and we shared that podcast before, but it'd be great to just kind of understand how did you suddenly, did you transition from offline to online or how did that kind of all come about? Yeah, great question. So um, I have been in the fitness industry probably 16 years now and had various parts in it. I've had my own studio, um, helped co-own a CrossFit gym for a while, um, helped run it. Oh, um, and then we moved um, to a different town and when we moved to the town we're in, it's a very rural area um, and there were not gyms close and there were, um, not places for me to train, not a good setting for me to set up a, like a brick and mortar gym. Mm. Um, Cause most people live a long ways out. So we, I started um, training and we converted the back half of our big, huge shop slash barn into a gym space just for me. Uh, I was still competing in CrossFit at that time. And so I needed to be able to work out to still be able to compete at the level I was at at that time. Mm. So I started uh, sharing my workouts on social media, just like one dumbbell workout today, you know, um, those kind of things. And I started getting tons of questions like, you mean you, you train and compete from working out at home in your garage or your, or your barn? Like, can I do that? You know, is that something yeah. I can do? Um, and so that started basically there. I would make quick videos of the workouts I was doing and just send them to people um, via email um, and load them like to YouTube. Yeah. And it, it grew from there and to where I got to where I couldn't keep making all these extra videos and trying to send all these separate emails. And someone suggested, you know, putting things into more of a platform to where gotcha. I could share to everyone. Um, and so I've gone through several different processes with that, you know, YouTube um, links. I had a custom app for a while. Um, do some business things. They discontinued working with me basically and kind of left me hanging. So I had to, um, right now I'm using Trainerize. Um, okay. I figure out kind of what direction I want to go as far as a, an app from here on out or, or what my next step will be, but um, okay. kind of a forced, so, forced, uh, online yeah, world. you're kind of, yeah, sent into that kind of area where you just had to adapt. Um, yeah. so with your content then that you were putting out, did you notice anything? Cause that's one thing we've also kind of had come up where, you know, some of the trainers that aren't necessarily keen on getting in front of the camera um you know i like well do i need to do video talking do i need to just show video uh, workouts you know did you kind of have anything that really stuck to what you were trying to you know grow at the time yeah so there's lots of trial and error with that 
Um, for me, a lot of the clients that I work with are new to lifting or have never lifted before. So a lot of my videos are explanation first, demo second. Um, and then I also write in the descriptions um, what I want them to focus on or where they should feel mm. that particular exercise. I used to write it on the video and, and my gals did not like that. Um, they, really? they liked the video demo, then a demo of me or somebody doing it and then the written description. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, and so, I mean, did you, you know, how long does it take you to do videos or did it back then? Does, you know, have you made, made it kind of a bit more streamlined now? Compared yes, to back then, I'll be completely honest. I program a month ahead of time, um, typically six, four to six weeks. And I test out all the workouts for the majority. Like I have different settings that people compete in that aren't doing customized stuff. Um, yeah. and I test them out the month before. So I will turn the, the video on in my gym when I'm doing my own workouts and video the actual demos. And then I'll go back and add in like, gotcha. This is okay. what you should focus on. But usually I'll dedicate my Sunday afternoons to making most of those videos. And it can be anywhere from three to five hours sometimes, but I like, yeah. I knock it all out in one day for the month. Yeah. And are you just using your phone or have you got yeah. a camera? No, yeah, iPhone. Yeah, okay. I have a tripod and I'll either have one of my children follow me around or I'll just leave it on the tripod um, <laughs> and get the footage. So. so there you go. It's just about getting going, I guess, um, for yes. some of these people. Just start putting content together. Okay, cool. And um, are you ever reusing some of those exercises? You know, so would you, you know, if you've done a demonstration of, say, a deadlift, would you then keep doing a deadlift or you just kind of have a bank now of library? You know, I have a pretty extensive library. I think I looked the yeah. other day, I have almost a thousand videos now, I think. Um, but I've been doing this. This is almost year five, I think, for me. So yeah. I reuse everything. I got really smart early on and started breaking the workouts into specifics. So I'll have like 10 different warm-ups, depending on what muscle group we're working that day that I alternate with. I have skill work. Um, I still like to bring some of my CrossFit background into some of my programming. So we might be yeah. working on handstands. Or we might be working on pull-ups or just hollow mm. rocks i'll have a whole series that's just skill work for that um, and then strength training a specific so all of my videos i try to keep under like a minute and a half to two minutes and okay. i only clip that so i can keep reusing them um, gotcha. some of the circuits get a little trickier where you know you're doing four different movements and i'll re-video all those but as far as the warm-up the skills the foam rolling any of the specific stuff, I have snippets of all of those. I see. Okay, and then they I can just put in there. I'm guessing the clients kind of get used to doing it anyway. Then you know they kind of can understand that, right? Once they've done it yes. once. And it's uh, written very specifically in the description, like warm up, skill. Um, part of that also is because a lot of the clients I work with are women that are really busy. But you know, we all have kids, and now we're doing yeah. homeschooling with our kids here in the U.S. Um, and so I actually encourage them to what we call chunk their workouts. So I actually program them that way. They'll do their warm up and skill work first thing in the morning for like 10 or 20 minutes over the lunch hour, they'll do their strength. And then if they have 10 minutes left in the evening, they'll do their, their cardio circuit. Um, oh, brilliant. Okay. So you break so, it up like that as well. Yes. Um, yes. That Amazing. for me has been the best way to help my clients feel like they can manage a full 30 or 40 minute workout. Um, yeah. Early on, I used to put like a whole hour together and I got so much resistance. Like they'd see the hour and be like, there's no, I don't have time. I can't do it and not even try. Yeah. Um, 
And so I learned to start putting it into smaller pieces um, and encouraging if they can't get all three done, just do one. Like, let's yeah. start there. Pick one thing each day that you're going to do out of that. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I think I said the other day, but um, our average workout time on remote coach is 34 minutes. Um, yeah. And I think, I think it's trainers that need to kind of get their head around that people can do 20, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, 35 minutes. It doesn't need to be that 60 minute um, window that, that we kind of, you know, are educated early on and then start to program. So that's really interesting. So you do it three times kind of throughout the day so they can just jump into it at when they can. Okay, cool. Yes. And um, so you've been doing it for four years, did you say? Um, online, I started in 2015, so almost five coming up this summer. And are you still doing any face-to-face -face or is it just online? No, I, I train people out here now at our barn um, five days a week, basically. So I do oh, wow. small group classes, I do large group classes, and then one-on-one -on, -one, um, on top of that. So. Okay. Um, and I guess, how did you go about growing that online business? You know, actually getting more, was it more referrals? Did you do some ads, you know, Facebook ads or Instagram or whatever it might be? Yeah, lots of social media um, and consistent. I used to think at the beginning that all of my posts needed to be perfect and that they needed to be scripted almost. Because um, I, I was so sold on the idea that I needed to look like I knew what I was talking about and that I was... Um, good i don't know what the yeah. words i guess i'm looking yeah, for i know what you because, mean you, you think it's going to be professional like hollywood or something right yes and yeah. i would stop it and i don't know how many thousands of takes i would redo on my videos and i finally started realizing that people that work out at home which was the market i was trying to get into are dealing with the same thing kids interrupting dogs laying on you when you lay on the floor not having full equipment and and so for them to see me experiencing that made the workout seem more realistic and doable to them and help mm -hmm. them get rid of that perfection mindset that we have when we go to a gym because you get yeah. uninterrupted workout you have all the perfect equipment and you got an hour and, and at home yeah. you don't get that and so changing that mindset and helping people realize you know doing the workouts at home and, and uh, having all these distractions and things makes it more doable um, so that was the first thing was being real and vulnerable on social media um, I did a lot of challenges so like free challenges like hey we're gonna do a five-day ab circuit. You need to add five people to our group to uh, before you get to join. Um, and so, you know, I would start with like 50 and 100 and, you know, over a thousand people in a free group that then I got to sell myself to. Um, yes. So I've done that on Facebook and Instagram with huge success. I don't do it nearly as often now, but I used to do it like every quarter uh, when I was yeah. first starting out. Yeah. Um, and did you just come just, up with that or did you do some, some sales training or marketing training? Or is um, I did some research. I, I like following, I don't know if you're familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk, but yeah. um, Gary V, I, I follow his stuff a lot. So took some of the things he was giving people and, and kind of mm -hmm. made it into my own. Um, yeah. I duplicate other business, like I'll watch Beachbody and I'll see what Beachbody's doing um, and get ideas from there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of formed it into my own my own take on it so yeah I think I think people just again you know there's so much opportunity um, and we know where the clients are mostly you know Facebook Instagram or wherever it might be if you know if you're doing more of a corporate offering on LinkedIn but exactly that you know and I think trying to create that community like you just said with that free uh, group 
that's another thing that some of the trainers have kind of been resistant to of, you know, I don't want to do anything for free. And it's, it's, it's that whole thing of any, you're building a business and a brand, you know, you need to give value, show what you offer and show what you do. And then hopefully they can join the program. Um, but what about, so the new brand is all strength related. Is that right? Um, yeah, the majority of what I, what I coach and teach, because we talk about it on multiple levels. So we do a lot of, um, I have a program called She Thinks. So it's a mindset training. Um, I realized early on, I could tell people all day long to work out, but if they didn't have the confidence to even consider mm -hmm. it or weren't willing to make the time because they didn't feel like their time was worth it. Um, or, I mean, it comes down, we talk a lot about I am enough. I have it on a lot of my posters and stuff, at least for women, they will give themselves to everyone else, but refuse to take 10 to 20 minutes for themselves. Yeah. Um, and so I had to teach that because I couldn't give you workouts if you wouldn't show up. So I had to figure out yeah. how to make you see your self-worth and make you feel that you're important enough to take time for yourself. Then you'd commit to that. Um, yeah. So we talk about strength in terms of mindset. And then my passion is strength training. I love teaching women how to lift weights. There's something super yeah. empowering about picking up a heavy weight you've never picked up before. Um, and Do you so only that, deal with women? Do you only train women? Do you, you only train women, sorry? Um, I one-on-one -on -one, I have guys that come out here, but in my app specifically and in my community, it's it's all women. Okay. And how important do you think it is to kind of, you know, not necessarily, you know, do male or female, but just to have a kind of a niche of some sort? You know, you've mentioned obviously two strength training and and you know, focusing on women um getting stronger as well. You know, do you, do some of the guys watching this, do they need to kind of start thinking about what are they passionate about themselves um, or any kind of tips you can give them for that? Yes. Um, I used to think early on, if I had a wide open spout and put out content and information for everyone that my business would do better. Um, and it, and it came down to, I was doing a lot of things good, but not a few things great. Um, mm -hmm. And so I had to go through a lot of figuring out like, I can tell my story best and help people most passionately through my story of being a busy mom, um, working full time, living in a space where I don't have a gym. Like I can most passionately and genuinely sell that and get behind that a hundred percent, even on the days I don't want to show up. And I realized once I started narrowing that down, those people came to me. Like I didn't have to try very hard, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Um, yeah. They were attracted to my relatability. Um, mm -hmm. And it made it easier. Um, and I and I've narrowed down even more over the years. It's very scary to do because you feel like you're limiting your market. But changing that mindset to where you know everyone has a different culture that they're attracted to or that they feel comfortable in. Um, I know, like, well, just like on our call the other day, like I love Orange Theory and what they're about. I can't get behind an hour of cardio because personally, I hate cardio. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. But there are people, and I have even referred clients to them who I feel like would better do well at, at an Orange Theory because they like cardio and they thrive off that and they're motivated to do it. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of culture that plays into that and knowing your true culture, what you can best sell, what you're most passionate about, and what people are going to feel energy-wise from you when you're sharing that. And, and I yeah. think that needs to be a very narrow niche, yes. And I guess it, it, um, it makes it more 
enjoyable for you, right? As you're kind of building things because it's, it's what you're passionate about. That's amazing. So if someone now um, was interested in joining your program, how does it work? You know, do they, do they direct message you on Instagram? Do they go to the website and sign up straight away without any conversation? Do you have like a, a flow that they follow or is it all over, you know, different places? Yeah, it kind of depends on what they come to me through. I have different avenues. Typically, um, usually email or message, I'll refer people to the site and they can fill out a form and then we'll either have a conversation via email. Um, usually if it's something they're wanting or they put things in their health form that I feel like need more specific attention than just the basic template, we'll schedule a one-on-one -on -one video call. We'll do movement analysis. We'll talk about some mindset stuff, talk about how my program works. And then from there, determine what a good avenue is um, yeah. for them to move forward. So amazing. I've and, learned um, early on if they can get some sort of personal attention from you they're going to stick with the program way yeah. longer i used to have it all automated great thanks for joining da, 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 da. and i would lose people really quickly um so even sometimes my videos are pre-made i'll say hey welcome to that this is you know this is anna woods i'm excited to get to join you and i'll put that in there and i'll say let's chat for real blah 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 um even just that has made a difference in um I don't know trust i guess yeah people want to see people right that's interesting yeah, yeah. okay and, and so again you know some of the guys may not have a website have you kind of learned much from putting yours together is there anything you can share just if someone out there's you know literally taking notes right i need to get a website you know what do mm -hmm. they need to do do they need to, do they need to have a form on there or some sort of uh obviously form for them to kind of get or for you as a trainer to get the details i'm guessing yeah, so I used forms initially before I had a website because I early on I did not want to put all the money into a really nice website when you're still in that phase of like, is this going to work? Is it not going to work? Yeah. Um, so I've had really good success with forms. Um, I put my health intake form. I put the, the waiver of liability on there, um, how they found me, um, best ways to communicate, best forms of communication after. Um, and, and then kind of their interests, like, are you wanting to do online? Are you wanting to do in person? Are you wanting to do virtual group classes? Like, so yeah, then great. when I get back with them, I've got this whole list and we get straight to the point. Um, yeah. Amazing. On that. You're doing a bit of that, bit of that, you know, dog leg work, should we call it before yeah. you actually get on the call. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then pricing, you know, you've mentioned, so you, you charge monthly, is that correct? Um, yes. For, for most of my programs, it's subscri subscription fees yeah and um did you do any you know how did you come about the the price point from your perspective was that just something that you had a gut feeling about no i'm terrible at pricing myself <laughs> <laughs> i um same same i empathize with people probably my husband tells me all the time i'm too nice and i'm a terrible salesperson um because i want everyone to be able to to join me so i probably underpriced myself a lot um, but I've gotten better. I've had some business mentoring, coaching that are like, no, this is what you're mm. worth. This is the experience you bring. This is the time you put in. And then looking across the market at com comparable other um, trainers and yeah. stuff that are doing similar and, and trying to find where I fit in that. Yeah. Um, so kind of what else everyone else is doing. Okay, cool. And, and how long do you generally find that people stay with you? Is it, is it a certain time period or can it really depend? It, it depends. Um, Pre-videos and doing personal, it was probably three months ma mainly. I would confidently say now, since I've done a way more personal up front, probably six to 12, like most of the people I have in there now have been with me quite a while. 
That's interesting. You think, and you put that down to the beginning personalization part, do you? Oh, a hundred percent. Like that's the only thing that I changed initially, um, because I was charging more than a free app, and I realized I was giving them the same thing a free app would give them by not giving them a personal coach. And if yeah. I was promoting myself as a personal coach, and a, and a you know someone on their side you know i have marketed before like i'm your coach in your back pocket literally you pull your phone out and i tell you what to do yeah um, i needed to be that um, yeah and so it was kind of some marketing matching up and then just realizing like what would i want like i've been coached virtually before especially when i was competing i had a virtual coach and i there was nothing more motivating to me when she would call or she would message or video me like what's up how you yeah. doing today this is what you need to focus on today. Like I felt way more motivated to go do it because I had a real person holding me accountable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, even the digital, everything relates to digital. So, you know, taking the videos and filling out the forms, you still need to have that personal approach with your personal training clients. So do you, do you have them now in a community somewhere such as Facebook? Like how, how often do you then communicate with them um, with like messages or, or videos or, something like that. Yeah. So my part of this is knowing what populations are on what social media sources. Um, I've experimented with Instagram and Facebook and, and most of mine are women that are a little bit older and they live on Facebook. Like that's the population that lives on Facebook. So I put my community for the most part on Facebook. We have chat groups in the app where like people that are doing certain levels of programs or live in a certain demographic. I have them in accountability chat groups via the app. But as far as like one big community, I use Facebook and I have a private community. Um, yeah. I probably show up in there every day. Um, sometimes it's just, hey, here's a quick tip on today's workout for those of you that are doing this one. I queued a gal to this this morning and it worked really well. And some days it's like, who doesn't want to get out of bed today? Like I'm still in bed doing a video. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not motivated every day either. Um, yeah, no, that's interesting. But you should make sure every single day you're, you're, you're consistent. I try to, yes. Um, and then I've been doing experimenting with with the COVID thing. I used to do everything via Zoom for my virtual class because I was doing those long before all of this came along. Yeah. Um, I've had more success with doing live live um, videos in my Facebook community than I did getting people to log into Zoom. That extra step, for whatever reason, defers people. And like I said on that last one, like a lot of my girls don't want to be seen. Um, yeah. They, they work out at home for a reason. And a lot of times it's because they don't want to go to a gym and be seen. And so totally. I have now streamlined my classes. So I'll teach group classes out here a couple of days a week and I will put Facebook live on via my phone in the corner. And while I'm coaching people log in and follow along from home Yeah. through the Facebook community. And then I'll go back and answer questions after class if people have typed in things. Um, yeah. But again, another way group, that I'm trying right? to streamline and I've also, added an additional charge for that um so have you then do you then put them in a different group if they're doing the live classes as well yeah so there's certain levels of coaching that they can get through um, i see so the segment them in that way yeah for sure i mean definitely the the live streaming sort of thing so with my gyms we we do three classes a day okay. um and yeah you know some people don't want to be on the screen so uh, they're still in their pajamas or you know they actually just want to do a bit of the class and don't mind not yeah. taking it as hard as they usually would 
which right. is you know which is definitely something but i think in most cases it's finding what works for those set of clients right yeah um and i guess just just on the program it'd be good to know so do you give them is there a minimum term that they need to be working with you no okay great so you can just say no. one month yeah my goal is that and i talk to them up front like you know this it's usually a minimum of 12 to 16 weeks before you're going to see much change um and i'm really honest i tell people to give me a year i tell them that right off the front i'm not holding you to that because you're an adult and you make that choice but you have to give me a year before you're gonna get most of what you're asking me for yeah because most people don't head. understand that's what it takes especially with strength training and when women come to me with weight loss and i have to explain you know to get to a fat burning zone we have to learn to know how to move correctly Two, be strong enough to push ourselves to that intensity and then also mm -hmm. program to where we're pushing and then we're pulling back and then we're pushing and pulling back till we get to that point to where you can really focus on fat burning mode is in terms of cardio mm -hmm. um yeah that's a year usually um, yeah no definitely in, in a real in the real world right unless you're a yes. professional athlete yeah where do you i guess though you know if I'm just trying to think if my mum was going to join the program and I might actually send her over, you know, oh, awesome. she'd look at a year and be like, Oh God, that's a long time. You know, where do you find the, the real kind of, obviously apart from the programming, is it the, the community that keeps them consistent? Is it being part of something or have you kind of not noticed one thing in particular? Um, that's a really good question. I, I think part of it's the community. Um, I'll be honest. I'm not hugely great. I like, you probably understand this when you work a lot you're not super like so and so like social interaction mm. with everyone all the time um my person i'm more introverted anyway so my personality is not usually life yeah. of the party let's get everybody together anyway um but i have people that i've partnered up in groups of two or three that like last summer I they live on opposite parts of the united states and they like met for the summer like for vacation amazing so you buddied them but, up like, yeah that definitely has happened. I will say um, the other thing that is, is goal setting. So every month in the app, we have a different goal that we shoot for. Mm -hmm. The last two months, we called it, um, <laughs> we called it baby got back, but it was butt and thigh focused. And I, and I had them take measurements and pictures in February and then April 1st, we retook them. But I also had them video their squat from day one. And then on day 60, they had to re, re-video their squat. And like to see that change over eight weeks for people like, oh my God, I can squat so much lower, or I squatted yeah. 10 pounds heavier, or my back doesn't hurt when I squat. Like those challenges kind of keep people coming back. Um, yeah. I was just telling yeah. someone the other day, cause I've just kind of started putting this together. That's the secret of skill work, I think. Um, and that may be something I picked up from the CrossFit world a little bit. When you want to get a pull up, and you, and you have to keep building on those building blocks to get a pull up knowing it's going to probably take a while you keep showing up or once you yeah. get the pull up then they want to get a, a, a muscle up or they want to get yeah. a chest pull up or a strict pull up or a kipping whatever yeah. it may be they want to keep showing up because they put that work in on the front end and they're this close to getting it yeah um, nice. that's yeah, that, a piece that, of my that programming that i would have never probably known maybe a year ago but like now that I've started requiring them to take pictures and requiring them to send videos and like seeing those crazy changes each month and then them seeing that, um, we do a lot of celebrating in my group. So 
you know, so-and-so got her first, like I had a 16 year old get her first bar muscle up last week. And like, we shared it huge in the group. Like everybody congratulate her, like big deal. She's been working a year. Oh, on amazing. Her um, yeah. and, and then I'll tag them and be like, girl, you're next, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you got your pull up, you got your chest bar, like this is your next. Um, it's just highlighting their achievements, right? Making them the, the stars. Amazing. So, yeah. I mean, how do you see, how do you see post coronavirus um, with online fitness? Do you, do you feel that majority of trainers will start to incorporate some of this? Do you think, you know, it's going to mix or, you know, where, where do you see it going? Um, if you want my completely honest answer, I think most are not going to stay online. Um, just because I think so many have got a taste of how much work online takes behind the scenes, um, as far as editing video, re- recording yourself, putting it all in YouTube, like, you know, I don't have to say this. Yeah. Um, that's why I went to live. That's why I went to live. You know, yeah. the, the, the truth. Uh, yeah. I thought, you know, um, I need to just be there and then I'm, I'm working when I'm there. When I'm on the live call, they can ask me the question. Um, yeah. And then I'm done, you know, and then it's till the next time. And obviously then you can record that session, yeah. but I just couldn't do the, 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 the library, but I've seen it work obviously as you have, you know, really, really well. But yeah, it's interesting that you kind of think you see, you think most will go back to just trying to do the gym. Yeah. I've heard that multiple, multiple, like some that started out online already are like, yeah, we're not doing it anymore. Like we've already, we've already stopped sending our clients videos. We're just sending them printouts like follow this list um yeah. because it's just a lot it's a lot of work um, yeah but i, I think, I, some, I think just... some will be smart and realize for one i can train clients while i'm training clients like the residual of mm-hmm. training hundreds of people while you're training one person in your gym at the same time financially is a big deal but you also earn every dollar that you put in but, yeah um I, I think some will realize, I mean, like I was listening to a thing yesterday and they're like, obviously this isn't over. The way we come back needs to be smart because we have to start looking at November and December when cold and flu season flares up again. Mm-hmm. What if they shut us down December, January again, which in the fitness world is the biggest time of year. Like, yeah. How are you going to be able to continue to serve uninterrupted at that point? Like you can't just disregard that this is over. Yeah. Um, so I would, encourage people to continue doing online and like you finding a way that works to where Mm -hmm. you're not killing yourself trying to get all this content out but you find a happy medium maybe work a few more hours a week to still facilitate online and continue to train in person like that would be my advice yeah i think i think what it's going to do um and i had um emma barry on on the podcast i'm not sure if you know emma but um you know she said that and I think this as well, you know, that trainers that are kind of trying to just go through the motions anyway and not really servicing their clients properly, yeah. even face to face, those trainers need to step up, um, you know, because here in the UK anyway, there's not going to be the kind of old, uh, especially not with the likes of, you know, 30 spin bikes in a room. It's just not going to happen. We've, we've kind of already seen that, you know, so what do you do if your studio is suddenly a 50% capacity, you know, all these sorts of things, you know, and if you're a one-to-one trainer and you were rent, you were renting space in a gym and, you know, there's there's some, some of the gyms here in London have 30, 40 trainers in there. That's not going to happen. So how else are you going to adapt? And I think some are scared with the amount of work and just think, Oh gosh, I've got to put 10 videos together. But, but also it's a case of, I think, 
if you're putting videos out, like you said, where you're passionate about it, you know, maybe it is that you, you really like to do the likes of teaching muscle apps and stuff like that, you know, then I think you'll be able to put more content out. I think some of the trainers are trying to pivot. And like you said, are trying to do everything. Yeah. Um, when they're not really, that's not their real passion. I think you've yeah. got to find what, what you're looking for. Cool. I mean, so did you have any uh, last advice, three tips that anyone could take away before we kind of finish? I think I mean, we've talked on a lot of them that I mentioned. Um, figure out your story and how to tell your story to others and make that mm -hmm. your business. Like make, because then it never feels like work. It's just like you said, like I get to tell my story. I live it every day and I get to tell it over and over again through my exercises, stress relief through raising kids in a healthy environment. You know, I have kids mm -hmm. with special needs. So even more so it's a mental break for me from, from having to be yeah. on all the time. Um, and then also in terms of um, work smart, you know, like I kind of mentioned in that other podcast, like it doesn't have to be all extra work. Like I, I literally video my workouts and put those in the app for next month's yeah, amazing. program. Then I'm not double videoing. I'm not having to do a lot of extra. The demo's there. Then I go right in the type in the description and then I put in like two or three modifications. Yeah. Um, and, um, and then use social media, like tell your story, retell your story, keep showing up on social media in a ton of value driven way. Like Gary Vaynerchuk says all, all the time, like give away a lot of what you know, because people will only do part of it. They need you to help them do the rest of it. So you might feel like you're giving away all your programming when you're really not, because people yeah. still aren't fully understanding and getting the full experience that make them curious. Um, yeah. But, but document your day. Don't create some new, new thing. Like share what you do and how you get your workouts in for real. Um, that's kind of how the whole chunking thing came for me. Yeah. Well, just cause you just found it worked for you. Yeah. You like I was up, doing yeah. that. I didn't realize the other people weren't doing that. That's just what worked for me. And by sharing that was game changer for a lot of my clients. Yeah. 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 Cool. Amazing. Well, thank you for your time. Where, where can the, the guys listen to this find you on Instagram? Uh, yeah. My handle's at SheStrength on Instagram. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, thanks, Anna. Uh, have a great yes. day. You too. Bye.